coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Dog. Where did he say that? Okay. <laughs> so we had some fights this weekend. It was a fight night 179. And the main event was Corey Sandhagen against Marlon Moraes, which was a it was a good fight. Um, not really. Um, Sandhagen just lost to Aljamain, right? Did he? He lost to Aljamain Sterling uh, in June. Oh, yeah. How did he lose? That was a submission. Round right. one submission, like one minute in. So I have a feeling he'll be back. Um, it's weird how that works. Like, you would think if somebody beat someone, especially knocked him out, then someone that that person that you knocked out knocked out you could beat them, but it's not like that at all. It doesn't work that way. Never in fights because uh, styles make fights. Like, I mean, if you think back, if you get any of you old guys out there like me, like Ali uh, had a really hard time with Frazier, even though he beat him. But then, but then Foreman beat him pretty easily, and then Ali beat Foreman. Anyway, it all could depend on the night, the training, a lot of things, but styles for sure. Styles, especially so, in MMA. So, Marley, Marley, uh, Marlon, Marlon, Marlon Maurice, um, he was just getting beat the whole first round. Like, it just, he had no answer to Corey Sandhagen's height and reach. And Sandhagen's like six feet, 130 pounds, or uh, 135 pounds. So he's a very, very tall guy for his weight. Um, and he's just, he's good. He was landing kicks, punches. Um, he was just out fighting him in every aspect. And then he landed a spinning wheel kick right to the top of the head. It just bounces off the top of uh, Maurice's head and he was done. I mean, it didn't knock him out cold, but it, it, it knocked him off balance. It knocked him. It stunned him, and then he got swarmed. Didn't he eat some punches after that? Yeah, but I think I think he was rocked with that one kick, and then he, he did answer. He did you know accept some punches, and the fight was stopped pretty quick. I think his last loss before that was uh, Cejudo. Oh really? Yeah, because he beat uh, Jose Aldo. And then now he lost to Corey Sandhagen. I mean, he's right at the top of the game, yeah. Marlon Marais. And I thought, I mean, he I don't think he got totally dominated. He threw some power behind like those spinning back fists. Those were impressive. Um yeah. and he had and Sandhagen had his hand up, but you could tell they still got through. They still got through. And then what did you what do you think about this technique in a fight? Pointing at the fighter and announcing to everyone in the room. His orbital's broken. Didn't Sandhagen do that in this fight? I think he did. Yeah, I think that was this fight where he was pointing at him, going, hey, his orbital's broken. He said he saw some swelling in his face. And I don't know if he's telling his corner or just kind of pointing it out to the other guy. I think he was saying that because um, 
he's, it just happened to him in training to his training partner. And it looked exactly the same, he said. So he thought his was broken too. Maybe he was just doing a good deed. Just letting him know. Hey, it could have been. Hey, bro. Up. <laughs> By the way, FYI, your your uh, your overall is broken. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good strategy. He, I think he's just trying to get in his head or whatever. Yeah, San Hagen's impressive. I mean, his last loss was a submission to Algermain. So now, where does that bring it for the next fight? Because uh, uh, I think Marlon Moraes did he beat? Uh, did he beat Algermain? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he knocked him out. He's the, yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah, he that was the worst knockout. Oh, no, that was that horrible knockout. You're that right. That was the worst. That was a round one knockout. Um, so now that, what? That was the that was the worst knockout I've ever seen, um, ever, ever. I think in all my years, I did not like that knockout at all. And and uh, yeah, that was that well. Sam Hagen lost to Algermain, so. Yeah, where does that re- put him in a rematch? Ah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessary. Who's who's number one on the? I don't know. Look it up. Yeah, so I, I would, I, I would, uh, I would say he's gonna that brought him up to at least number two in the world. So I say he's in line. So I don't know. I don't know. Fight, fight. You know, Sterling. That might be. That might be good. Yeah, that might be good. I don't know. Anyway, that was the main, main that event. Was, that was the main event. That was, uh, you know, I'm always surprised when you go back and watch the replay of a head kick like that. That looks almost like a glancing head kick, and it led to a knockout. It, so yeah, yeah. when they bounce off the top of the head like that, um, it wasn't as impressive as the other head kick knockout, though. No, no. <laughs> but still, uh, impressive flexibility, impressive kick, and. Definitely led to the end of the fight. Yeah, they both. I think they both caused uh, caused uh, concussions, um, and they both did did the job. So, so, if you look at a highlight reel from last week's or this last Saturday's UFC events, it wasn't that head kick knockout. It was a prelim head kick knockout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you saw that one? Yeah, Buckley. That was Buckley, man. Yeah. That was impre- I mean, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, Joaquin Buckley and Impa something but yeah that was uh impa impa grabbed his leg he threw a left kick right yeah and he grabbed his grabbed his left leg because he was landing him and then impa grabbed his leg and had it holding it and and buckley used used that support and then lifted his right leg up and did a spinning jump back kick to the face. To the face was a knockout. (laughs) Now this wasn't a glancing blow. That was right in the face. This was a spitting back kick to the face and from what i from what i hear i was talking to someone who who we're gonna uh, train with soon uh he's a taekwondo i think he won the gold medal in the olympics herb perez and he said he told me both of those kicks the wheel kick knockout that um that that uh um that what do you call sanhagen got and this one the one that buckley got he said they're both really common in Taekwondo tournaments. The he spinning said, back kick? Yeah. Wow. He said that's a really common kick people use when they get their leg caught in Taekwondo tournaments. Wow. Well, I never, impressive I in the UFC. Yeah, it's very impressive. And it just it just shows that like everybody would dog everybody's style. Ah, you're Taekwondo. Ah, take one's dough. Ah, it's terrible. Never work in uh, UFC. Then came 
Anthony Perez and his brother Sergio, and they were doing kicks off of the cage and spinning hook kicks and and all these crazy you know acrobatic kicks and taekwondo and and both Perez uh, Perez brothers they are taekwondo black belts under Master Bill Clark uh, in the American Taekwondo Association, and um, they showed that taekwondo works, you know, and you're seeing more and more now like that. That brutal spinning hook kick that um, that um, the what's his name got a few kicks uh, a few kicks a few fights ago Ed, uh, Edwin Barbosa he got a spinning hook kick knockout where the guy just like fell flat on his face completely out head kicks work you know head kicks work in the street in the cage head kicks work now everybody oh but the spinning kicks ah oh, they'll never work. Yeah, puts them in a precarious position. They'll get taken down. Nobody's going to get caught with a – they used to say head kick until Maurice Smith. Now they're saying spinning kicks until Edwin Barbosa. Now spinning kicks are landing a lot more. I can say the only thing I would want to avoid in the street, though, that what you see in most of those street fights is a head bouncing off the pavement from a just a takedown. That's like what you just do not want to get taken down in the street. That sounds like an, a very bad ending. In the in the cage, you're you know you're not going to get knocked out from that probably. Yeah. But the concrete does not move at all, and if your head hits the concrete, it's it's probably going to be lights out. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I don't know how dangerous it is to try to throw a kick like that unless you're this unless you're Buckley. <laughs> I to be honest, I think unless you're unless you're very skilled. And a spinning hook kick, it can be very dangerous. But if you're equally skilled with a double leg takedown or a spinning hook kick or a head kick of any kind, I think a head kick is safer in the street than a takedown. Just because you just put your hands on someone now. And yeah, if you take him down just right, he might crack his head on the ground. But now you just commit it. So you could end up in a, in a variety of submissions including just a good old guillotine choke or you could get uh, you could get sprawled on where your head smashes against the ground so and kick a spinning hook kick yeah it might not last it might not land as often but i think it's safer to throw a spinning hook kick or even any kind of head kick than it is a double leg takedown unless unless you're very 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 proficient at, at, at double leg takedowns well, what did you think? Did you see Buckley get interviewed after this? No. So he get he gets interviewed. I don't know if it's Megan Levy or whoever, but he's getting interviewed, and Dana White walks up to him during the interview and just starts ignores the camera, just starts talking to him and said, "Man, you should get all four bonuses." Oh <laughs> so, my god! And I don't think he gave him all four bonuses, which really, I, I, I wouldn't know, be surprised if who, he did. Who knows what he gave him? But yeah, under the he, table. And then, so then his inter the interviewer also asked him, like, "Hey, is that something you just did for the moment, or is that something you practice?" And he said, "I practiced this thing." millions of times because he practices that kick on the bag all the time so that wasn't just a fluke kick he's been practicing that right. one of a lucky kick like some people say a lucky no punch. not at all yeah not at all that yeah. he's been practicing for that so it was interesting to see the interview after and that's something he was setting up and but to be in the moment to get your foot grabbed and to just do that was impressive it's kind of like that jumping knee that uh Jorge Masvidal got remember that against Ben Askren. <laughs> he was preparing for that too. And then you show they showed him practicing over and over. Repetition is is the king 
is the king of, of, of skill. It's the king of skill. So what else did you take away from these fights? There was uh, any, any other lessons besides repetition? Repetition, spin kicks work, head kicks work, and left hooks. There was two left hook knockouts too with... Um, is there right, something to that left hook? What is, is, that, that, is that a good one? What? The left hook? The left hook is the best strike in all of MMA. Uh, but let me just tell you. Uh, there were a couple. Yeah, there was one, Drikas. I don't even know his first name because it's too complicated. That is his first name. Okay, I don't know his last name because <laughs> it's too complicated. But he fought a guy named Perez, and he caught a short little, kind of like a shot stopper while while Perez was doing a spinning uh, elbow on him. He spun right into um, Drikas's left hook, which is really short. It was like a, we call it a fish hook, and some people call it a shovel hook. But he got knocked out. And then um, a big cop from uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, I don't know where, fought a guy named Ferreira and landed a beautiful, just a short left hook, uh, which we used actually using that left hook to set up his right hand. You could tell that because he threw the right hand right after, but it hit the air because at, right after that left hook landed, uh, Ferreira, he just tumbled to the ground. He just collapsed to the ground, and then uh, Jacob's or Chris's uh, right hand hit the air. So I missed that one. That was right at the beginning of the fight, right? It was like yeah, seconds in. Yeah, and that was the very beginning. And it was kind of interesting. The guy's a cop, you know. Like some guys are still keeping their jobs. Like uh, Stevie Miocek is still a firefighter paramedic, you know. So pretty impressive, pretty impressive. So those were those were two the. You know, those were some of the crazy fights. So we had the semi-main event was uh, was Ed, Edwin Bar, uh, Edson Barbosa against uh, Maquin. And I'm not going to try to say his last name, but it doesn't really matter. His name was Maquin, and he was the second fight. Like, you know, to be honest, like if somebody just called me John and they didn't know my last name, as long as I knew they were talking about me, I don't really give a shit. But anyway, that was a good fight. It was a, it was a somewhat close fight. But it was it was it wasn't really that exciting. I think the most exciting part I saw was towards the end, um, Edwin Barbosa, who's probably in the top three kickers in the world. He also he also has a beautiful spinning hook kick knockout, and he has some of the best leg kicks in the world. I mean, he drops people with lot. I think he's the only guy that's dropped people with. Uh, or one fights with body kicks, head kicks, and leg kicks. He has beautiful kicks. Um, but he got some beautiful submission attempts. And he almost closed it with, a, I don't know if it was a guillotine or it was, a, it was an anaconda choke. I, I, I didn't know which one it was. at the Because they were like, it kept changing because his, uh, his opponent kept uh, defending. But it was a beautiful, he had it cinched in and he got saved by the belt. But. Uh, that was another win for Edwin Barbosa. Um, good, good, good fight. Not a great fight, uh, but a good fight. And then probably fight of the night. I don't know. Do you know who it was? No, I think they gave four bonuses. I don't know what the fight of the night Cause, was. Because uh, Tybura and, and Ben Ben uh, Rothwell, that was a good fight. That went back and forth. What happened to Ben, though? Ben ran out of steam there. He just ran out of steam. Yeah. That was it. That was uh... – That's tough, though, with those heavyweights to go – Three another on each other. Another very important lesson is 
when all things are equal, if all other things are equal, the one that's in better shape is going to win. And and obviously Tabura was in better shape. And and it went back and forth. And that third round was just all Tabura. And and uh, Ben was just completely gassed. And that just says, you know, it's just like, I know the heavyweights don't have to cut weight. They don't have to make weight. You know, they can, uh, because they're, they're heavyweights, so they probably walk around at anywhere from 205 to 265, right? So you got 60-pound leeway to walk around at. Unless you're, you walk around at 280 or 290, then you don't have to cut. So a lot of times they just don't train as hard. You know, they just don't train as hard. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. But he did run out of gas. That's for darn sure. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's tough. I get heavyweights is different. It's a different animal. It's a different fight. But anyway, hey, I did yeah. see the big news officially. What Glover's fight what? is back Glo- on? What again? Where's he fighting? <laughs> You're going. You should know. What? It's November seventh. So uh, it's a big fight. It's a huge it's a fight. Big big fight. That's the contender fight. Like whoever wins that, we fighting for the belt. Yeah, that's a big fight. So. Yeah, we do have uh, we do have uh, Glover going. Yeah, he's fighting uh, uh, you know Santos. Finally, uh, they Thiago. both they both tested positive for COVID. They're both better. They they can't cancel this fight. Like this has been booked three times in the last three months. Yeah, yeah. So plenty of time for both of them to train. Yeah, and and they both. I'm sure they're both in in great shape for this. Glover, I know is. Glover has some of the best sparring partners in the world, and he has a great camp over in Connecticut. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I see this as a as a, a really good fight, and I'll be in I'll be in Glover's corner. You're getting tested again. I'm getting tested again. Jesus, <laughs> isn't this done yet? It's like it's like people like the fighters. They're not gonna they're not gonna get it get get it. It's not going to hurt them. They need to get it. Everybody needs to get it out of the way. I mean, the more they keep people hidden, all locked up in, in houses and shit, it's like, it's just going to destroy everything. Everything. Yeah, but I think having a fight with a guy you know has coronavirus, spreading it around to the other people there is what they're trying to avoid. The fighters aren't, hopefully the fighters aren't going to get deathly ill from this. The statistics are they're not. But they probably don't want a guy who's actively infectious getting hit in the face. You're you're exactly right. They don't they don't want to give each other the flu either. But nobody tests for that. And it's like, it's it's just be careful what you argue for. Yeah, it's like it, it's <laughs> gonna be. It's gonna be depends who wins for president. It's like there's gonna be masks from now on, twenty four seven, and it's gonna it's just gonna it's crazy. Yeah, but you you know they they're testing everybody. They're doing what they can do to have their sport back. All, no, I think Dana Dana's doing a great job in 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 response to all these crazy, just criminal demands. Imagine the uh, the liability too if you have people fighting and you don't test them right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. You, I know. You, you go, you jump to the hoops. You test them. They test yeah, positive. They get over it. They fight next month. Yeah. The other guy tests positive. He gets over it. They fight next. And month. then and then it's been a whole round and around with Glover. Yeah. Hopefully right. he's been training the whole time and he's ready to go. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's in great shape, you know. And, and, he always is. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a great fight. But it's just it's the craziness of what's going on is just driving me nuts. 
but I don't know. We got a question? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no. So we got what do we got? We got fights coming up before Glover's fight. There must be know. something coming up. I don't, I don't even know. I'm so I'm so. There's so many fights right now. There's fights every week. There's like fights every every. Uh, Ortega and the Korean Zombie. Oh, yeah. That's this weekend, right? Yeah. So that's October 17th. Brian Ortega. Good. Yeah, that'll be fighting. good. I'll be, I'll be watching that. Fights every, every, uh, I'm going to turn that down. Brian Ortega, we have not seen fight since yeah. 2018 when he lost to Max Holloway. Oh, yeah? It'll Is it really? Two years. Wow, He's no that. fights in 19, and this is his first fight this year. So that's a big fight for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, much love. Taekwondo. Taekwondo is like... Uh... No, nah, I think MMA does, Carlos, except for the old... What do you say? He's saying MMA doesn't give karate and taekwondo credit. It does now. I'm telling you. Um, it used to not, and, and then uh, and then came... You know, some of the karate guys, like uh, George St. Pierre. GSP. And then you yeah, got GSP Wonder Boy was karate. You got... Yeah, Wonder Boy Thompson now, but even before that, we had you know Anthony Pettis, and there's people respect the hell out of Taekwondo now. And if they didn't before, after these two kick knockouts, they're just stupid not to. It was like karate guys and kickboxing guys didn't respect wrestlers. I can't take me down. I'll just hit him on his way in. I used to hear that, and then boom, they get taken down. Wrestlers, I'll just take him down. I want to get hit. Then they get knocked out on the way in. Right, jujitsu guys, same thing. I just submit him, take him down, submit him. Right, that, that, now worked, people, that worked for Gracie. It did work in the first. <laughs> it worked in the first UFC, but they should have evolved more, like a lot of people did. Now you have to be a martial artist, not a partial. Well, artist. that's why we've had this discussion on the show: is what's the best base for MMA yeah. in 2020? And I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know anymore. I think the best base is just learning it all as seamlessly as you can be a martial artist not a partial you know artist. but what the wrestlers have in their corner they have the, the pedigree of competing weight cutting which is important for the sport so, they have some of those other skills so a lot of kickboxers yeah a lot of kickboxers so kickboxing yeah but especially guys that have trained hard like muay thai guys that have gone through those old school muay thai drills over and over and they have to cut weight for fights too boxers do too you know, so a lot of a lot of see boxing as a base for MMA. What fame? What what uh, MMA? Who came out of boxing? Who's the I best just, MMA guy out of boxing? Nobody, nobody. It's been kickboxers, just because boxers kind of have a stigma against MMA. Kickboxing doesn't. So they a lot of good kickboxers have come. You know, a lot of good MMA guys have come out of kickboxing. Uh, and they have to cut weight. They have to train hard. They have to drill, drill, drill. So they have that work ethic as well. And a lot of Kyoshi Shinkai uh, karate guys have that work ethic and that inner toughness. Um, they have to work a little more on some of this other stuff. But kickboxing, wrestling, and BJJ would be probably the three best, most common. Of course, Ronda proved that the judo, judo base, base can do it. And then there's some, some of the Russian guys like Fedor have proved that you can get a sambo base. Um, so there's, you know, a, and then you got the, you got the other sport. You got football too. Yeah, you guys coming in from football. What great fighter has come in from football? Well, I'm not saying great or not, but at the professional level in the UFC. No, they have. Yeah, you're a great athlete. Yeah, 
you know, probably next is going to be a, a... But if you're coming into the UFC for football, you're probably a lineman. You're just used to banging into people. That's your job. Banging, yeah. So I don't know. But anyway. All right, guys. We're going to be back next week. And then the following week, we'll be coming in from Vegas. It's back in Vegas. You Vegas. missed your chance at Fight Island. Oh, wait. I, I won't. Know. No, we'll do it from here because I don't leave... For Vegas till Tuesday. I know you. Uh, I know you really missed it. Missed that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Fight Island, but and then we got we got a new fighter on the team. I just heard. Yeah, just my name. Inner toughness. I forgot that term. Yeah, inner toughness, mental toughness. Yeah, I, I mean it's just it's essential in any combat to be successful in any combat sport. Sport you have to be mentally mental mentally tough. As, to go along with your physical toughness. Because the first time you get punched really hard in the face and you get dropped and you see dro- blood dropping, da- dropping down on the mat, you got to be mentally tough to not only stand up, but now to go after the guy and try to still win. Someone just asked, did you get the Cobra Kai season one and two box set from me? No. John Richter. Somebody sent you something. I would love to, though. When did you send it? But anyway, we're out of here, guys. Thanks for coming. All right. Until next time, John. See you.